0: So I want to hit here. Without further ado, I'm going to welcome on our special guest, Crypto Graffiti. Are you there? Hey, Chris, how's it going? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Thanks for everything that you're doing at
1: Scarcity and giving a platform, figuratively and literally, for
0: artists to to do more with their work. Um, so I'm honored to be on here. I think what you're doing is is amazing. Dude, that means so much. And, uh, you know, we're just honored to take part in this. When I got into Bitcoin, I was, you know, I was seeing your tweets, your artwork, uh, from my early days as an early pleb and, uh, to be able to talk with you today and have the pleasure of auctioning off such an amazing artwork that, you know, has, has had so, so much of an impact, which we're going to get into is just, it's just mind blowing to me. So I'm, uh, I feel truly blessed for this.
1: This will be fun, man. we will just, uh, Try not to think about the permanence of the internet. I'm not, I'm not a big public <laughs> speaker, but
0: we'll do it. <laughs> it's, all, it's all good, man. We're live. We're recording. We're going to keep it casual, though. Uh, you know, No pressure. We got a lot of interesting things to talk about. For cool, sure. man. Well, you know, most of these interviews, they start off with the typical, how'd you get into Bitcoin? And of course, I want to get into that. But before we do, I want to start off with something that I feel like gives uh some context to, you know, the overall scene. So I heard you on a podcast, you were talking about, uh, you know, displaying your work for the first time. Can you tell us uh, a story or some stories about doing that? Sure. Yeah. Um, So early on, it was really
1: just uh, trying to get out there in any way possible. Right. So um, I was shy when I first got into the scene and, growing up in in the San Francisco area and and not being a programmer um, and being surrounded by a lot of really brilliant people um, and just kind of feeling like you didn't fit in sort of made me uh, sit in the back at at the meetups and and not be very vocal as I was trying to take a lot of this stuff in. Um, But the first time that I showed work, it was going to be like my icebreaker where I can now talk to people and and use it as a way of, of furthering my Learning and um, I had I had started making these these reimagined bank logos and doing some street art in uh, in the Bay Area and attaching QR codes with with public and private keys um, and then it was being well received online on on Reddit and a couple other sites and and that gave me enough confidence to reach out to the to the meetup and say hey can I just bring some work and and exhibit and they said yeah of course and and so. That first meetup, I'm really glad that I did it because there was there was a conversation that I had with with someone who kind of felt similarly to me where they weren't really sure what they were doing career-wise, but he just thought that I had it all figured out because of how niche this art was. He was like, yeah, you know, man, I, I wish I, I was as focused as you and um, wish I knew what I was doing, and, and I really didn't, but that that uh, motivated me to keep going with it. Um, so yeah, it was that piece. Where I started publicly showing off the work, if you don't count the street art, um, and then there was a couple other conferences. Uh, there was one in, in 2015, the Money 2020 event in Las Vegas. I was invited to go out and and show work there, um, and like create art on the fly, like live uh, during an event that was just. In general, like as a as a kid, I had uh, auditory processing issues, and you know when you're forced to learn in a certain manner, um, because you know society thinks that all kids should should learn a certain way, um, even if it's not really conducive to to how your brain works, it, it kind of breeds some resistance to authority, you know, and um, so I think you'll find a, a lot with with artists and and company founders, they they were quote unquote, bad kids growing up because they were, they were rebelling because they didn't really fit in with, um, the, the, the status quo. Um, but like later in life, I had an incident involving drugs in school, um, where there was civil asset forfeiture involved, even though there weren't like any charges that stuck when, when I realized that I wasn't getting my money back. Uh, and that the state could just keep it. Um, That was pretty eye opening to me. And it it served as like a pretty good primer for, for uh, eventually when I heard about Bitcoin and how it separates money from, from state, my interest. um, And then, yeah, I was just reading more and more and I saw the, the, the concept of hash cash. Um, Mm. And that was something for me where it really opened up the, the idea of, of, creativity being um, involved in the space because I I didn't really know how I would fit in. You know, I wasn't uh, good in econ in school. I wasn't very political, Um, definitely uh, not the best in math. And um, a lot of these different aspects that that go into Bitcoin, I just had cursory knowledge of, and by no means was an expert, but when I thought how micropayments unlocked the creative potential in uh, in Bitcoin, it really got the wheels turning. Um, so this idea of, uh, you know, being able to combat email spam by paying small amounts per email. Um, I applied that to, to different scenarios. I'm, I'm big into like DJ culture. And, um, you know, what, what if there's some interesting ways that artists and musicians can get paid with micropayments? And, and then I started doing this street art and attaching, uh, the QR codes with with uh, just sort of like test, I thought, you know, for the space, because here's this tech centric city that I live in. And um, if I'm going to get involved, let me just try out some of this stuff involving the art and, and, uh, and the the tech. And um, if there's a response to it, then that will go. Yeah. So I started doing uh, some, some experiments that involved artwork with, um, with public and private keys and, and then i was just really hooked i had this i knew that um i was going to be involved in in art seemed like it would be uh, the way
0: to do that but uh you know you're thinking about artists getting paid and musicians getting paid at such an early point like we're just now at the stage where that's really becoming possible at scale with what's happening on the lightning network and uh, it sounds like you had really incredible foresight and in seeing the potential early on but
1: well, i, I Felt fortunate, again, because of where I lived and being in the space. And um, so I almost felt indebted by it. Um, And that was what got me into start really creating it. You know, I recognized that in order for me to kind of wrap my head around it, it took a a considerable effort. Um, And I wanted to to try and figure out a way to contribute. Um, But, yeah, so I I was really just fascinated behind the different ways that that the technology could could infuse itself in the art and so that's that's been sort of a theme through the work that I think is is fun to explore and
0: and will be uh, from here on out too absolutely yeah i definitely want to get into uh so, some examples here before i do i got to got to call out the highest bid we're at 17 million sats almost at 10,000 us and it is by Shitcoin.com, who just got outbid by Chief Monkey. <laughs> wow, 20 million sats from Chief Monkey. Uh, pretty, pretty hard <laughs> to start off.
1: Gotta love the pseudonyms in this space.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, shitcoin.com got a, a free show there. Um, but, you know, I think they paid for it. They deserve it. That was That's brilliant. Go into the domain. I'm tempted to go to it on air, but, um, I think that's just a little bit too risky. People can do that on their own time. (laughs) All right, dude. So, all right, we got your Bitcoin story. We got your Bitcoin art story. What inspired you to create the United nodes of Bitcoin?
1: Um, well, so this was during the bear market of 14 and 15 so after that meetup I referenced, but but before the the money twenty twenty event, which was like toward the end of two thousand fifteen, um, you know the the price of Bitcoin was was down, and I had to kind of just figure out what to do for money. And so uh, this was also when like remittance payments was going to be the thing for why Bitcoin was 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 going to catch on, and um, so. I illegally Airbnb my place, and I moved down to Mexico because the cost of living was was uh, cheap, and um, and I wanted to just learn more about about remittances and talk to people there. And um, in general, like for me, it's easiest to just literally just go to where where the action is to to learn about it uh, rather than read about it online. I just like to try and immerse myself. So I was traveling around Mexico and, and talking to people in, in my broken Spanish about Bitcoin and in this uh uh you know dinero digital and and it it forced me to try and summarize it very succinctly which is important i think for Mm. uh, bitcoin activism art um and and then also um i was trying to make work that was more portable so thinking like smaller um and yeah so when i returned uh for the holidays or something over that, that time period, that, that was it. I was like, okay, what can I make that's smaller scale? And, um, I was finding in in talking to people in Mexico that having, um, you know, some sort of anchor in that, which they were already familiar with because talking about Bitcoin, um, and not referencing our current financial system was, was proving more difficult. Um, so, comparing it to things like gold and, and fiat was, was, uh, was proving a uh, better in, in speaking with people. And so yeah. uh, that inspired this, this rework of, of the dollar. Um, and so, yeah, so I came back and I was, I moved in with my parents at the time. And um, so then I, I wanted to, oh, and then I met who is now my, my significant other. And um, and so I was going to stay put and I started working towards, uh, towards a show in, in, um, building up a body of work. And, and so United nodes was, was going to be one of the pieces for, for the show the next year.
0: Awesome. And, uh, tell us about that event. What was people's, what were their reactions to the piece when they saw it? Yeah, well, there were
1: uh, two. So the first one, um, was in may of 2016 and that was called proof of art mm-hmm. and so something that i put together with with the bitcoin meetup and invited some other artists to to come and everyone said yes which was really cool um we had troy there from from cryptoart.com and coin artist and matt zipkin and max from keelara coins and and people just flew in from all over and it was this awesome night um, so that was where i first showed it um but it was really the second exhibit that that made me realize this piece would be important in my career. Um, I was invited to show work at Digital Garage in San Francisco. Uh, they were hosting a, a Bitcoin and, and blockchain related conference, and they said I could afterward that I could just stay until someone else needed the the adjacent empty space, uh, which you know they usually would rent out to big companies uh, that were trying to like debut products to to the tech folk. And so um, I got really lucky and it was seven months before someone went in there. And so here I was on, on Market Street, wow. which is like smack dab in the, like the main uh, street in San Francisco where all the action is. Um, and I had this sign out front that said, you know, Bitcoin accepted here. And so for the next several months, people would come in off the streets. Um, they'd be walking around usually with like an ice cream cone from the burger place next door. And then they would uh, end up perusing the gallery and in front of this this united nodes um and eventually uh you know i'd, I'd go up and say you have any questions and they'd be like wait you do art that relates to bitcoin maybe they'd heard about it in the news um and I, yeah i would explain yes here here's why i think it's important and and then i'd walk them through the various terms that are that are on the bill and explain you know how this this new movement is different than than the old way of of uh, of money and it really showed me the power of art because i could just like see their posture change in, yeah. in this conversation they would just like open up and and ask all these questions that they might not otherwise um to their like more tech centric friend who, who would speak over them you know um right so so yeah it was it was really eye-opening for me and um a, a great time. I, I have fond memories of, of working out of that space.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. Having seven months there, uh, to exhibit your work, uh, you must've had, a there must've been a Bitcoin friendly owner on the inside who gave you a hand on that one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Digital garage, um, does a lot. They've, um, involved with a lot of funding of, of Bitcoin related startups and a lot of really cool experiments with, with Bitcoin in Japan and, um, yeah, they're big, uh, big players in the space, and eternally grateful for for them having me there. Absolutely.
0: Well, we're up at a uh, twenty five million Sats by none other than Satoshi Light, uh, <laughs> sitting around fifteen thousand USD, uh, going strong, going strong early. Um, you know what? What I really love about this piece, and I'm just picturing seeing it in Digital Garage. As someone who's not familiar with uh, with Bitcoin, is it's, it's familiar. Uh, and I, I can imagine people just giving it a, a quick look and not really noticing the details and then doing the double take. And within that double take, really starting to ask the questions of like, what's this about? And uh, I can just imagine that curiosity staying with them to continue asking the questions. Did you get a, a sense of that when you were watching people observe it? Yeah, you know, I, I think deeply about that specifically, and and
1: what catches people's attention in general. And I'm kind of fascinated with with marketing and advertising and the history and, and people like Edward Bernays, who's like the father, the god the godfather of, of PR, um, and some of the the techniques and tactics that he used to to bring products to market. Um, and you know, with with the activism based art, it's it's really a lot of it is rooted in, in marketing and advertising and trying to get a message across versus maybe more abstract art. Um, so that, that was really it thinking that, you know, in general people like money and, and they want money. Um, so that sort of double take, which is, uh, you know, commonly found now on social media and different tactics that they try to use to get us to stay on the page, sort of similar, you know, like get grab their attention with something that they might already know. And then when they see that there's uh, something unique about it, they're already sort of there and in, in in wondering. Um, yeah, so that was similar to the if, if we're <laughs> segueing into the BTC versus Fed stuff. That same with the billboards. You know, I had uh, some people are like, "Oh, it's too too hard to read on at that scale." But really, the idea was that they wouldn't be reading the dollar. The dollar was more to just attract the attention, and then mm-hmm. they would message that was next to the dollar, and then see the the handle to where they could learn more about what is this message all about and how does it pertain to, to money or my money and oh there's this this bitcoin logo i should i should check it out this is a little intriguing
0: that yeah that's that's really cool to hear you say that because looking at the billboards it definitely comes across kind of in a subconscious way but uh fascinating to hear that you thought about it in that level of depth uh, before we get into the details for anyone who's been living under a rock Uh, Tell us about BTC versus Fed.
1: Yeah, um, well, I wanted to do something after creating the back of uh, United Nodes. And because of that experience with the exhibit in 2016, um, I felt that something similar would be good, but just to try and go bigger with it, right? And um, it started where it was just going to be like a wheat paste, like a big one, though, uh, here in San Francisco, maybe near the mint. Um, but then I I thought, you know, that there, this was when it was being developed was was when COVID started to unfold. And um, and then this quantitative easing that was was being discussed. Um, I thought that the, the messaging should really align with it because everyone was about to experience uh, something unprecedented, and then it morphed into okay. Well, maybe I should do it near the Fed in DC, um, but just one message I didn't think would would really cut it. And so then I saw with the the opportunity of having something with with the twelve different uh, branches, there would be the ability to to just add to the message. And so the concept took a lot of twists and turns, but ultimately uh, it became you know, how can I continue to just teach people about what I've learned about Bitcoin and why it's important, especially now um, through these billboards and through some, some messages that all sort of tied together in some fashion. Um, And yeah. And and then the the ability to pull it off like all at once was, was top of mind because I thought that there was a good chance it would just be shut down if it like slowly rolled out and, Mm. um, so then sort of reluctantly like, okay, I should probably get like some billboard companies involved because it should be all at once. And doing that uh, personally and going to the different dozen cities and, and having it go off without a hitch would be challenging. Um, so yeah, it ended up being where I talked to, it was like seven different billboard companies and uh, just a long drawn out process because just getting it approved like through legal for the various uh uh, corporations was was uh, a big undertaking but it's kind of like getting the first money in with uh like for a Vc for a startup like once one of them was in it, it made it easier and so i ended up finding uh like prior a, a different campaign that involved a, a reimagined dollar and then giving that to, to one of the billboard companies and saying hey you know this this has been done so this should be allowed and Oh, wow. so it worked for one of them. I, I leaned on that for the other ones, and then next thing you know, we we had this thing which didn't go off without a hitch, but uh, but it, it did happen. And and there, a lot of them are still alive now. And so, in the um, in working class neighborhoods of all twelve Federal Reserve Bank cities, are uh, these billboards that feature the the United Nodes artwork and messages, and then they redirect people back to um, social media uh so for Twitter and, and Facebook and Instagram at BTC versus fed at BTC vs Fed, where they land on a thread that uses the, the different messages to explain what's transpiring and, and how uh, uh, unlimited money printing will affect them via inflation and a growing wealth gap. And so through the images of the billboards, uh, it tells a story. And that was kind of the, the end game. Try to direct them to this, this thread where they can read about, um, in very simple terms, um, which was, was a fun exercise, like to take everything that's (laughs) that I've learned about Bitcoin and, and, um, what's going on with, with the our broken financial system and try and sum it up in in tweet length so that it's really easy, easy to digest and, and, people who are new to, to Bitcoin can, can uh, readily understand what, like, what's going on, like what is, what is uh, happening and what is this Cantillon effect and why, why is it going to hurt me and my family in the future and why should I be paying attention and why should I uh, buy
0: or earn Bitcoin? I think it's the most important message in Bitcoin. Uh, and, you know, that the impact that the Fed has on inequality it's really hard to wrap your head around. Like even, you know, as someone who I, you know, I'm i a geek when it comes to these things, it took me years to really understand like the mechanics of it. And just like explaining it to people who are not already, you know, global markets, nerds <laughs> or economists uh, is a huge challenge. And I think uh, not just in the tweets, but in the billboard phrases, uh, you simplified it and the best terms that I can imagine. Can you tell us, like, how did, like, or better yet, what's, like, what's the message that you feel like resonates best with people? Like, for example, I'm, I'm at, I'm staying with my parents right now, and, you know, they have friends come over, and they know I'm working in Bitcoin, and everybody asks about it, and their eyes just gloss over when I start talking. Like, yeah. what, is, what is the way to talk to normal people about Bitcoin? Um, something else that I've, I found really helped, during that exhibit,
1: where it was like literally thousands of people that came in over the seven months, was trying to have it relate to something that they're interested in. You know, because people just in general like talking about themselves. So I would I would show them the art, but then I would try and get them to to bring up something that they're interested in, and then tie it into like uh, you know one of their hobbies or something. And so um, we're now luckily at a point too where there is probably someone who's a, of note in a particular industry who's into Bitcoin too, that you can, like, if they're, if they're uh, they've already tuned you out uh, due to years of, of sibling rivalries or something, and you can just, but they're into the NFL, you know, maybe send them a, an interview with Russell Okung, who's mm-hmm. uh, talking about Bitcoin. Um, but if they are more open-minded and just new to it um, in general, I think it's just like important to convey that, you know, so much of what we're being fed is, is not true, and so uh, mainstream media is incented to 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 lie in so many ways. And you have to really dig in and, and look at who's who's giving the message and why would they be giving it. And that's something that I've really learned in in my years in this space, uh, and also the startup before getting into Bitcoin when I was trying to like get some PR for it. Is you know so much of this stuff is just pay to play, and and if you see like if you just follow the money. Then you can understand why, uh, you know, they they would be giving us incorrect uh, 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 figures for for CPI, right? And then, well, what yeah. if 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 inflation rate isn't really two percent, then what is it, and how are they going about keeping it two percent? And it if you can, um, and I think the the pandemic was actually good in a lot of ways for Bitcoin in that it showed. Uh, just like the incompetence, like whether you like, no matter where you stand in terms of the whole mask thing, just like the rollout of, of the stimulus checks and the rollout of the masks themselves and the vaccines, like it's showing the, the how inept uh, our leaders are in so many different ways. And so if they can see that this isn't going well um, then, okay, well you got to understand here's what's happening with this new money and how it's being distributed. And here's how that's unfair and, and here's the resulting impact of unevenly distributing the money and hiding who's getting it first. And so using like current events and what's happened with the pandemic and sort of tying that into to, uh, this newly printed money I found has worked as of late. Um, yeah, so just in general, those are some things that I've I found as, as, as working.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, anyone who's thinking at all about this when you just think about how much money is being printed through this situation, you can't expect there there to be nothing, no repercussions that come out of that. Um, I especially like this uh, billboard that that I'm showing here where, you know, $1 from 2010 buys 42 cents of goods today while CPI, to your point, has been stable at, you know, below 2% supposedly. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's the one that everybody can relate to. You know, if you've been around for enough years, you've seen this. And, you know, if you want to buy a house today, you know that it's become unattainable to the average person. Uh, so, you know, putting putting it into the context of people's wallets, uh, I think is a really effective technique.
1: And I'm really just concerned about the everyday citizens, right? And so I put these up in lower income areas because um, you know, if you have the means and you're not paycheck to paycheck and you can get into something harder, uh, even though like the, the, the most hardcore Bitcoiners will tell you that stores of value like real estate aren't going <laughs> to do so hot in the future. Um, but if you can park your money somewhere outside of a savings account in, in other assets that do perform better than the dollar, uh, then you're going to be better off. But for a lot of these people who can't, they're just screwed, right? And so the the stratification of of uh, the haves and the haves-nots grows, and it's just this uh, uh, unfortunate cycle that I think, um, regardless of the stats that they want to throw at us, we're seeing more and more just in the streets. You know, like I took some footage of near one of the billboards um, here in, in the Bay Area that I put up of, just the sheer volume of tents is is crazy, and um, you know, in, in here it, it's it's uh, um, just more than most areas of the country, probably because of uh, the the new money in, in San Francisco and in the just eliminating of the middle class. It's it's really on full display. But um, when I when I show that image, I had people chiming in from from all over the country
0: saying, "Yeah, you know, it's it's really really getting bad." Yeah, you know, the tension is as thick as it could possibly be. Uh, And you see the outlets all over the place, right? People are mad at the police. They're mad at, you know, all kinds of things. But it, it doesn't seem like it's directed at income inequality. Whereas, like, as long as inequality is increasing, you can only expect the tensions to rise, So that's why I think this is so important, because, you know, I I feel like people, a lot of people out there are are angry uh, and they feel like things aren't fair, but they don't understand what the cause of their situation is. And I feel like there needs to be more of this education to just help people understand. and, And also, I mean, most importantly, is help them understand that there's a way for them to opt out.
1: Exactly, and they're they're right to be angry. Um, in how they're they're channeling that anger, um, you know, we're seeing in a lot of conflicts happening in in the streets, and protests, and um, you know, for me, I think that as one of the the billboards explains that, that Bitcoin is a peaceful revolution, and in order to to affect lasting change, uh, we need to hit the, the powers that be where it hurts. And that's that's the pocketbook and, and opt out of this system that they've put in place that rewards uh, insiders and and look to a plan B. Um, and so for me and,
0: and a growing number of people, uh, Bitcoin is that plan B. Absolutely. And can you tell us a little bit about what the responses have been from this campaign, specifically from people who were just getting introduced to Bitcoin?
1: Yeah. Um, it's been really great. Um, I've had a lot of people reach out and want to learn more and just get some like further links and insights, uh, for to, to further their education. Um, and some people who just like are inquisitive, but don't even really know what it's about. Like, what is it? Like just plain, what is this all about? And I'll explain further. Um, and, and just a, a, great response from the Bitcoin community too which I'm I'm grateful for like people wanting to either expand the campaign or figure out different ways to help and um, that's something that I'm so appreciative of with with my work especially the the projects that are are more involved and um, I have to lean on people to to get them to uh, to fruition and and I have people that are that are willing to to lend a hand and so um, yeah it's one of these things where it, it takes a lot of effort and and a lot of collaboration. And the result, when I do get people reaching out saying like, you know I want to learn more, that's that like makes it it worth it.
0: Yeah, man, you're doing uh, you're doing Satoshi's work here. <laughs> um, so putting twelve billboards up across the country that wasn't a big enough production for you. You, you added a, a treasure hunt to this campaign. You want to tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. uh, So just in general, trying to attract attention to it um, and treasure hunts uh, are great for something like that. Shout out to coin Artist, who's, who's the OG um, and was, was the inspiration for this. Um, I wanted to just bring, bring more eyeballs to it. And also I thought that there was something interesting about taking this, this medium, which traditionally, in this debt-based society, gets people to buy, 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 and, and spend on um, things that they don't necessarily need to prop up uh, the economy with figures that relate to to spending and sort of hacking it and flipping it on its head to to do the opposite to teach about uh, this this new era of of a, a savings-focused money uh, and then also have the the, the billboard <laughs> distribute some of it and so. Um, yeah, with the one that's closer to me, the idea was to just, instead of having the the serial number printed on the bill, I would have that billboard uh, blank. So no serial numbers. Then I would go up and then write a private key, um, and put the word out that I needed help with something and, and not sure if he wants to be named or not. So I'll keep it close to the vest, but immediately got a volunteer who came and, um, and filmed for me. And, and totally forgot that I was, uh, I'm, I'm deathly afraid of heights. And so <laughs> got there and, uh, and had, you could see with the video, like the first ladder is is short. And so got up there and was just scared shitless and um, started writing it. And then when I got to the, the right side, the higher uh, version, I couldn't reach it. So then we had to scramble and then go to Home Depot and get a bigger ladder. <laughs> came back and then like the grading that you, you stand on, uh, it was just precarious. So like the, the feet of the ladder were like, uh, so I ended up like, because I was so distracted, cause I thought I was going to die. Uh, I didn't like, I couldn't write the the full private key up there. I ran out of room. Uh-huh. And uh, that was just going to be it. Like there wasn't going to be all these different clues, but because I ran out of room, I had to pull an audible and figure out some other, uh, way of, of continuing this thing. So, Billboard was up for a while and while I was like formulating this plan to, to release some of the other uh, characters with the idea being that if someone just could just figure out all the different characters from these clues, then they could sweep the, the Bitcoin that was uh, was in there. So, um, yeah, so the first clue was uh, either you can go find the, the billboard and and see the different characters there or online if you weren't local. To the billboard, um, the the portion of the private key was blurred out, but you can go through the um, the thread. I had like compiled a little video where I hid the different uh, characters within this within this thread, um, and then you could get those characters from the private key that way instead. So you didn't have to be local to it. I wanted everyone, you know, all over the world, to be able to participate in this thing. So yeah, so that was the first clue, and then uh, over the course of of several others, it was eventually figured out and it was a, a team of two people. Um, did you want to, you want to go through the other ones?
0: Yeah, let's go through
1: it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the second clue, and in general, like when I, when I figured out that I I'm going to need like multiple clues here, I wanted to like not only pay uh, homage to, to coin artists by doing the treasure hunt in the first place, but also to other like Bitcoin creators, and like give them a nod to people that are contributing to the space. And so that was the general theme, even though I didn't say that. But if you were into Bitcoin, you had a, a big advantage um, because like this clue, for instance, um, Bitcoin is mind altering even today in small amounts. They'd know best. So they is, is uh, referring to more than one person there. Mind altering, small amounts. Um, there were a few people that got this one quickly because uh, they follow Max and Stacy's podcast, um, the Orange Pill podcast, and then they do uh, a microdosing uh, uh, recording as well. And so I had reached out to, to Stacy, um, and <laughs> she just uh, I didn't expect her to do this, but she just straight <laughs> up wrote right away. Uh, if you were watching the show, just you got you got that one. Uh, thank you, Stacey and Max, for indulging me. That was hilarious. I just couldn't couldn't stop laughing when I saw how, how you went about that, that one. Um, so yeah, so that was the next two characters in in the
0: private key. That's amazing. And St- people- Stacey Stacy is such a champ.
1: Yeah, my God, I I want to be them when I grow <sighs> up.
0: I just oh, so so freaking great.
1: Um. Yeah. So, and this was another one where definitely pays to to be a bitcoiner. The the first one, uh, some people got this one. Actually, nobody got, and there was there was some technical difficulties. So I reached out to to Marty of Tales from the Crypt, wow. and um, because he had shown some interest in the the billboard campaign. I said, "Hey, you, you down for a clue?" and you know these guys are are popular figures in the space and and he was uh he fortunately agreed to it he's a, he's a homie um but they're just busy you know and he's got a kid and everything and so um we had planned for it to be during this one broadcast but he he had audio difficulties with the broadcast that like distracted him from it and so then he ended up not being able to to get it in until the next day anyway so the clue was like delayed
0: but if you click can you hear it if you, uh, I'm not sure if my audio comes through, <laughs> of course.
1: Um, uh, oh, the pyramid, So that, you know, Bitcoin doesn't lean any, so it's sort of a nod to uh, this ongoing war on cash. Um, yeah, I may have missed one or two. Oh, just we we'll also have to, we have to show the with with the work and the way, oh, wow.